Oh, good. We're going chasing. Hello, dear, and welcome to... We're going chasing. Hello, no. and welcome to... We're going chasing. Now, we have a lot on the agenda, lads, so we'll cut the chase and get straight down to the business. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of We're Going Chasing. We've got the Monday Club on a Tuesday morning this week uh, because of the bank holiday here in Ireland. Um, I was away in Manchester yesterday, and for that reason, I suppose, along with the bank holiday, We've uh, we've pushed it on to, to Tuesday morning, but we'll be back in a regular slot of Monday morning uh, from next week onwards. How was your weekend, Killian? Great, not as good as yours. You did great results over in the Manchester Derby um, for your <laughs> lads. Like, it's some result for United keeping City at just three goals. Uh, um, will you stop? So, yeah, you must have been absolutely delighted coming out of Old Trafford yesterday to keep absolutely, it at three. Absolutely miserable. It's uh, It was the second time there this month. I was there for the Galatasaray game as well as the last 3-2. So I've seen him concede six goals in two games in the last month, um, which is quite miserable. At least the Galatasaray game, there was something to shout about. But, I'd say if you win once more, Ten Hag might get the bullet. He'll be there, thereabouts. It'll be hard to see him see Christmas at this stage. Um, He's in the red. He <laughs> would he would be in the red, yeah, yeah. If we were if we we're doing performance rankings on the football, uh, he'd definitely be in the red. But yeah, I'd be surprised if he if he saw Christmas now the way he's going. Um, well, I hope he does. I hope he stays there for ten years. No, to be fair, he's there's 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 much bigger issues than the manager at the club. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Gary Neville is is the right man to speak on that really rather than me. But uh, he is spot on in his analysis, um, as far as I'm concerned. And like, look, if Ten Hag does go, a new manager will come in, and you'll probably have the same issues that you've had with the previous three or four managers. Um, so we'll try and get Neville on next week, but promising nothing. I don't know if he's into the racing or not. <laughs> I'd say be into the racing, all right? Did he ever own? Did he own a leg of a horse? I think he did. They probably did at one stage. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Um, right, sure. Look, Killian, we'll we'll get into uh, our performance rankings, and we're going to start off with the green again. And the first man we have in the green is Gavin Cromwell. Uh, what a period of form he's going through at the moment, and and what a day he had on Saturday. Yeah, savage day. Is it Friday? I think was it Friday? Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, geez, he's he's in some form. He's I think he's well, he's thirty one percent in the last fourteen days. Um, but yeah, he went through a stage there from the 21st of October till Railway Hurricane ran in Cheltenham on Friday where he had eight runners and seven of them won. Yeah. Um, so he was in absolutely scandalous form. You could have, you could back anything, anything that he, anything that he was running really and like he had some really good winners, especially over in Cheltenham on the Friday you'd my mate Mozzie Canto Bruno winning, winning two nice races there. So um, he seems to be in savage form and it continued into Saturday as well with Florian Porter and you know, Antrim Coast was only just beaten then as well so uh, he was in savage form in, some, in the big races over there and uh, it's great to see it for, for Gavin yeah yeah, and he had a second Derek Galway as well the other Mozzie yeah. uh, my mate Mozzie's little brother um, but uh, he could be he could be a decent sort hopefully for him going forward because he's, he's done very well with my mate Mozzie really um, and he he jumped very well actually and he was he was very impressive and Keith Donahue I think it was Emma Nagel said there on on Twitter, it was Paul Carberry-esque. Yeah, it was. It's like Keith. Keith probably knew he'd, he'd a lot in hand now running against those, those horses over there. I think it was just maybe Chetronic that you be, would have been worried about go, even going into the race. So um, he, he rode him like the best horse and he was, he was ultra cool. All right. Um, 
probably just needed, I don't know, needed a bit of experience jumping the first day out when he got beaten by a 50 to 1 shot in the beginners. Um, but uh, that, that horse actually won in Galway um, on Saturday as well, uh, the big chap. He won a novice chase there. So he's yeah. ranked the farm a small bit as well for for um, for um my mate, Mozzie. But you'd imagine now he'd be kept to sort of, it might be a handicap route in the spring. He'll go for, I think Gavin said he needs, definitely needs the better ground. So you'd imagine him, he could be put away now for the winter that it's like we're getting rain like we've ever got before. Um, yeah. It's like the, you saw it with Wexford on, on Monday as well, like having to be abandoned and Galway was nearly unraceable as well, like it was so heavy. They were coming yeah. home drunk. So um you'd imagine yeah. now that we mightn't see my mate Mozzie for a good few months. Yeah, quite quite possibly. And I know we've Gavin Cromwell in the green, but to be honest, we nearly could have put in Encanto Bruno in there himself on his own. Mm. Um I absolutely loved that performance. Um to be honest. Now I'm not big into times. But I did see that he had, they were quite impressed with his time, first of all. But second of all, his final furlong was the fastest final furlong um, across the course of the two days at Cheltenham, um, which is quite impressive. But what really stood out to me was his jumping. I thought he was as good a jumper or hurdle as you'll find, uh, to be totally honest with you. Literally, when he came to him, he just stepped over him. Like he didn't break stride, he didn't waste any time in the air. It was as if he just put the, the front two hoofs over him and just kept running. Um, you know, I I thought he was super. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you hundred percent. Like I think that sort of the key to him as well looks to be a good ground. So yeah. Be interesting to see what they go where they go with him. Like he's definitely a horse that could go back and trip as well. Uh when yeah. you're when you're that slick of a jumper. I think, and he's obviously going to, he'd be a strong stare two miles as well, you'd imagine then. But when you jump so quick like that, you could always the option of going back and trip as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's always the doubts at this time of year in terms of what horses are running against, um, you know, and at times you sort of have to take early season form with a pinch of salt. So God knows how good Encanto Bruno really is, but you'd imagine when he gets a nice bit of ground, even if handicaps are his game, whatever his game is down the line, I'm not sure if that will be the case, whatever his game is down the line, um, you know, he's he's definitely one uh, to keep on side with going forward. Like he could turn up to a Royal Bond or something, could he, if he stepped back and trip, but it's probably the ground again would be yeah. against him considering the weather we've had here for the last six weeks. Um, It's nearly hard to pick out something. He could go back over to, to England again, possibly. Yeah, he's there in November, November at Cheltenham, possibly. Yeah. Uh, unless there's a race from Antares, because that seems to be the only course in, in Ireland that will have, have not completely bottomless ground at this stage of the year. Yeah, 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 takes take the rain very well there. Um, also, then in, in the green, um, I know Irish Raiders had seven of the 14 winners um, at the October meeting last year at Cheltenham, but Irish Raiders are in the green again because they did very well over the course of the weekend. They did, yeah, sure. It's, it's like. I'd say I didn't count now, but that I think it's I think it could be five or six winners they had. Yeah. Um, three on Friday and three on Saturday. So just one short of last year's total. Um I don't know, was there any ones really like second, I suppose Antrim Coast could have made it the seven there. Yeah, Irish Raiders. I suppose it was the Henry and um and Gavin Cromwell throw. Uh Gavin had had three, was it? And um yeah. And Henry had two. So far, she's only five winners. Uh, but Henry's two, like, very impressive. Dancing on my own. Yeah, I know you put him up here at the last last week's preview show at 14s. And, Jesus, it was a fair performance from him. Um, yeah. 
I thought he might be one that might be held hunter for for entry and to go back to that race. But like he's he was basically top weight in the race, one pound below, not long till May, and just bounced out and made the whole off really. Um yeah. just he was with there with Haddock's Dizobo for for the entirety of the race. And like you saw there, a good few of them came from came from the back as well. Uh, I know the Tizard horse and um Harry Fry's were both sort of held up in the race and they they came on on the scene late and, and ran on, but uh, yeah, he was very impressive. Jumped really well, and yeah, he was he was a nice winner for you and a good winner for Henry as well. Yeah, yeah, a, a great winner for Henry, and he was actually even eight or ten to one when we were talking about yeah. that here um, on the podcast. And I was saying that he he was great value at that. So the fact that he even drifted out, um, you know, was was even more impressive. So it was his farm too in previous run second easy game. I know he's getting some weight there off him. But uh, you know that's that's quite useful form. Um, easy game maps upgrade tools like that. Um, you know, so he, he was one that stood off the page to me. But Irish Raider certainly, um, in the green this weekend. In most instances, there may there may be something else uh, l- later on in the podcast on that. Um, Killian, you've got uh dropping retained riders in the green. What's or in the in the green? Yeah, correct. What's uh this? Green, about? Yeah, yeah. I suppose uh there was there was a case of a, of a rider that had a. A retainer with the McNeils last year, and like look, Adrian Heskin's a pretty decent rider, but um, there was two cases this weekend, um, over over in the UK, one on Saturday in Cheltenham, Butch and Sean Bowen, like don't know how Sean Bowen won that race. Keith Dunne, who looks to be travelling all over him, and you know that that's really the fact of the Sean Borden's riding style. He just he's he's very very strong in the finish, and after being headed inside. Inside, I'd say there was only about seventy or eighty yards to go. Headed inside that and still got up. Like it was, it was a savage, savage riding to finish from him in that race. Um. So, and then the same thing on on Sunday in in entry for in the waterside, who looks a decent enough horse in fairness. Win the maiden hurdle, like he did a lot wrong throughout the race, but it looks like John Joe Neal's going to going to get up and beat him there. But Harry Cobden very strong in the finish there again to. To win that for for in the waterside and Paul Nichols, so I think it was a case that like I won't say that neither horse would have won if they had this the previous retained rider on, but definitely using stable jockeys makes a big difference when they could be sitting on the horse a lot more times than than the retained rider. Like it's not really a thing in Ireland; it's just it's just Mark Waltree that's used, and that's because JP has so many horses in so many different yards. I'd say more than anything else. So yeah, I think I think it's no harm to put that in the green. The use of the yeah, stable jockey yeah, over a retained rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I I'd agree with you in the overall point. Certainly, that uh, there's there's no need for most the vast vast majority of owners to have a retained rider. Um, what I don't know in this instance, I don't know if you could put it directly down to the horse's result. Uh, maybe in Sean's bone case you could because that was he he won that race as much as the horse. He did, yeah. Um, you know, so so maybe in that case it, it is warranted. Just so we're speaking on jockeys as well, Killian, uh Graham Rodwes, his uh power rankings for jockeys. Um I've got him up here. I know we were speaking about him before, but totally absurd. Um, as far as I'm concerned. You know, like to have Mark Walsh below Stan Shepherd, Tom Cannon. Brendan Powell, to be honest, he sh- I, I could name any amount of them, but he should be in the top five comfortably. I'd have him in the top three. You know, top three. Yeah. Um, but there was so many sort of inconsistencies throughout that whole thing, so many things standing out. 
Um, it just it just didn't really make sense to me. But uh, I suppose that's what he's paid to do. To maybe you might you might go away and come up with the list, with the jockey rankings, and might be one for for next Monday. I go do, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't mind putting together a list of ten. No matter at all. I'll put yeah. together a list of ten, and we'll and we'll see. What we'll do is what we'll do is we'll put them side by side. Yeah, yeah. And and that's we'll, not, we'll that's exactly, and then we'll then we'll see. We leave the people. I was just happy to throw you down the river to do it, like, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to doing it myself. But uh, I'll have a swing at it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, what what we'll do is we'll come up with it between us, and then we'll then we'll put it beside Graham Rodwes. And uh, oh, yeah, that's and fair then, enough. And yeah. then people can decide themselves uh, who is more accurate. Um, but uh, I, I certainly don't agree with don't agree with his. Um, now it could be a case where we're doing our own separately too, because we could we could have a fun out over it as well. <laughs> with my chance, very possibly. Yeah. Um, Afferdale Fury also in the green. Uh, over two miles six there at Galway. Um, won reasonably well. The right horses in second too. Favori de Champlou, they're a nice bit away from third there. Um, were you impressed with him? Yeah, I was. I think he's a horse that definitely didn't didn't want that kind of ground. And no one made a lose that after the race. Like he he made a good few mistakes throughout the race. And like that, there's them last two fences in Galway. They're they're difficult enough to maneuver coming down the hill and then one sort of coming back up again. So like they're it's not an easy jumping test there. Like so, um, I think he did it well. And as you said, the right horse was in second. Um, in favori de Champeau, who's who's a pretty good. Yardstick as well. He he had some pretty decent form over hurdles, so I think it's um especially in that kind of ground too. He won the he won the race in Limerick last Christmas, didn't he? Um the yeah. the three mile hurdle race on bottomless. So you'd imagine like that was going to get him a lot closer, but definitely on better ground, Afferdale Fury'd be be a lot a lot further than him further away from him. I'd yeah. say like he's only a five year old, and that's good to see going chasing two at five. So. Uh, definitely a lot of pluses for him and I see people saying about the, the four miler again for him potentially but like it's the same thing it's the like the Irish national if he's not good enough to run the RSA he'd be an Irish national horse but uh, from what I've seen like once he brushes up his jumping and taking his form into hurdles over account he definitely could be an RSA horse yeah 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 and indeed it's a great start for uh for my tent to follow as well Oh yeah, um, that's that's the first horse that we actually had in either of our ten to follows. Um, I think am I correct in saying that? I I don't know. I think I oh, know I am. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. I'm almost certain. Um, that's the first, uh, and it's good to get that off with a win as well. Um, and I had him flagged. Indeed, I had him flagged at the time for an Irish national, um, rather than a four miler. But I don't know. Look, I'd be happy if he went to an RSA too. It's not uh, not a yeah. case of totally nailing colours to the mast in terms of targets and that. But uh. Look, uh, we'll see how he gets on over the course of the season. On to the Amber, Killian, And we've got two horses uh, in the Amber. First of all, Flooring Porter. Um, before any of you speak about it, I'm going to say that I thought his price was an insult. It was totally ridiculous. And this isn't me after time. And I put up a tweet half an hour before there is. Who will be coming for you? Sorry? Chris Poole could have been coming to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I put up a tweet half an hour before the race. I couldn't get over the fact that he was six to four um, against the field that uh, he was up against. Even allowing, as I said in the tweet, allowing for mistakes, he should still have more than enough, um, you know, to, to beat a field of that quality. Assuming that he, he retained even 80% of potential uh, or of ability even, uh, you know, he'd take care of them. He took care of him 
very well, really. Had a few hairy jumping errors, but he's in the green amber. Or he's in the he's in the fucking he's in the amber Killian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and I suppose that, that's the reason I'd have him in the amber. Like he got he got five pounds from from Broadway Boy and beat him two and a half lengths. I know it was as easy as you want, and like he could have won by a lot further, but like being rated nineteen pounds, um, is that right? Yeah, nineteen pounds higher than him over hurdles and getting five, like he was entitled to win and win as easy as he did. So yeah. I see those people getting a bit excited about Florian Porter. I think he's into tens for the RSA, having been twenty fives or something. So like. Like he was entitled to win the race, he did win it, and that, I think that's all you can say about it. And he's shown he's shown an appetite for jumping fences at least, and he will improve for that. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be wouldn't be quick to back him for for an RSA against especially some of the up and coming novices from last year. You know, I know it wasn't the greatest renewal of the RSA, but there could be plenty of horses that ran in a yeah. over over and a two and a half mile trip. Um, yeah, and. And while he won and expected him to win, he's not one that I'd say, geez, we must follow him now for the year and keep a good yeah, eye on him. Yeah. Not. He's one to very much, like next day he's out, look at the field he's in. And if there's a good one there, you'd nearly take him on more than anything. Um, You know, because of that, those jumping, uh, he had a couple of hours. He wasn't bad. To be honest, no. in the main, he actually jumped okay, to be fair to him. He did, yeah. But, uh, he, he seems to just be lacking a bit of bit of scope probably over him you know he he went for a couple of big ones and he almost sort of landed in the middle of them um again he's only novice it's his first time over fences but uh like i'd be i'd be keen nearly if there was something good there taking him on i'd be keen to take him on possibly the next day but we'll see how that turns out yeah and like look he's he's entitled to be running in grade ones considering his hurdles for him so um hopefully he's, he stays in them for the year but i, I can't really see him being being good enough to to bother the great ones at the spring festivals. Yeah. Uh, and then Killian, the second horse in the Amber is in the waterside. Yeah. Again, it's the sort of like, I think his, he was a good performance considering how many issues the horse had throughout the race. Like he was, he pulled very hard for, for a mile and a half. Like, and like he did jumping was actually pretty good. I thought, but again, I think it's a case of lads are getting a small bit excited. Like it's, you know, he he needed every bit of the Harry Cobden push, uh, to get to get to win the race and, like I just think there's there'd be a lot more better novices over that trip, um this season. I think I don't know if there's, I'd say he might be one more so for for entry or for a handicap at Cheltenham as opposed to Ballymore maybe. Um, I just wouldn't see him being being good enough. Even like his bumper form was 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 pretty good in fairness, but. Um, and he, he he was especially impressive over at Sandown um, when, he, when he won the second day. But I think it's just, I'd say, grade one hurdles now might be a bit a bit above his limit, to be honest. But he's definitely one that'll be a chaser to follow down the line. Like he's a very big horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's certainly, um, you know, he'd need to improve uh, considerably, really, on, on what he did at the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he got a racing poster at 109. But in, in saying that, you know, we, we aren't, we're not privy to the information in terms of the horse's fitness and whatnot. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. How much yeah. he needs to run, etc., etc. But uh, on the face of it, what we saw at the weekend wouldn't uh, wouldn't excite either of us too much. No, no. Um, by, by the sounds of it. Killian, finally then, uh, we're on to the red and top of the list in the red. Is the Cork Rambler Gold Cup punters? 
what are you at yeah i it's bizarre to be honest i think he's he's a brilliant horse and like to win to win two ultimas back to back and to win a national is absolutely outrageous stuff um and he's obviously a lot of ability but i wouldn't say like i know you can make the argument he needs a run like that he's been bet out of sight in his season of reappearance last three years or whatever and even off a break he struggles sometimes but like he was absolutely kicked aside and like it doesn't matter how fit he was or how much of a need of the run he was like you talk about conflated there um he ran behind Manalindo conflated generally needs the run every single year but like you can write conflated off as a gold cup horse like he came third in the race last year and you yeah. completely write him off already even yeah. after being hammered and like he could go to down royal and i could beat my words this time next week like but yeah um you could completely write conflated off and you can write conflated off you can write car cramber off like he'd be much better off trying to go back to back nationals or to win another ultimate with top weight um yeah well but, like i i think if you just go back even and look at Cheltenham last year you've got noble yates who finished what fourth in a world cup yeah uh hammered co- hammered yeah hammered core rambler isn't a horse Noble Yates is in my opinion over certainly over a trip like that I'd much prefer Noble Yates I think he's got some bit of kick about him and he couldn't go to pace they were going in the Gold Cup struggling yeah. in a huge way and stayed on so if he's struggling like that how was Cork Rambler going Cork Rambler going to go when you take into account as well the ultimate last year Cork Rambler came from way back yeah um and that that's that's his style of running and that's probably possibly as quick as he can go you know so if you put him into a gold cup and they're going a scandalous speed Cork Rambler will be out the back of the television um, and anybody looking at him for a gold cup I reckon need, need their head exactly. yeah well like there is a case to made that he do an noble it's like they won the Grand National off a very similar mark in fairness I think it was 146 and 147 noble so like they've they're both definitely like Cora Grambler could easily do what Noble Yates does, but for win purposes, like he's he's twenty twos on the exchange. Like you'd want to give your head a good shake if you're backing him for a win a gold cup. Fair yeah, enough. But... If you want to back him each way, but you're just throwing away money, really, like hoping you can collect a whatever he is twenty to one place, like when he could probably be twenty to one in the day, um, and you can back yeah. him each way, then you're four or five places if they're in it, um, but. Like yeah, trying but, to you, know, you see no, Noble Yates too a key part of it. Noble Yates was seven going on eight. Core Crambler yeah. is nine going on ten. Like yeah. you know, how often does a ten year old win a gold cup, let alone a ten year old with the with the history and the form of Core Crambler? Like, you know, it's uh, Yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. just it's fair enough. You I could easily see him coming third or fourth, beating 15, 20 lengths, but would you? Yeah. But I couldn't see him ever winning a gold cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fair enough. I I couldn't even see him finishing third, fourth, maybe fifth. I campaign it for the national again anyway. Try and get him dropped one or two pounds. Yeah, yeah. It it'll probably be the right way to go about it. We had um, Irish Raiders in the green, but the Pertemps qualifier at Cheltenham. There was four or five Irish runners over there. In that qualifier, obviously new rules in it this year. Mm. Usually the top six would qualify for the portents. Now it's down to four. And uh, the whole Irish contingent went home with the tail between their legs, Killeen. Did you? Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth and sixteenth were the results. And like, 
the one that was fifth was beaten four lengths. So um, there was three of them there, fifth, sixth, seventh were all within the length of each other or half a length, even they came in a line of three. Um, so yeah, they've none of them, none of them have qualified uh, four English filled the first four. And like, if you were training those or like, I don't know, like you, you wouldn't be coming over to England for just a run. Like, you know, they were trying to qualify. I'd say all of them and they've, they've all failed, unfortunately. So uh, the first four, in the pretemps lineup will be English anyway. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, well, not quite finally, but uh, the old Rowan Chase uh, is in the red. You weren't impressed? No, sure. As uh, Like you see, straight away when fences are omitted, people are losing their shit on Twitter. Um, and, yeah. and the three fences in the home straight weren't jumped. So um, they didn't, yeah. jump, didn't jump six. And there was, they only jumped how many is there? Was there supposed to be in the race? 16. They jumped 10. So they jumped a little over. They jumped 60% of the fences about. Um, it, it changes the whole complexity of the race, like, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It didn't change your tip for Hitman, who was beating 114 lengths. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. I agree with you. Yeah, it does change the whole complexion of the race. Well, like, if he had those six fences to jump, Killian, he'd have been better 125 <laughs> lengths. But, uh, like it does, it does change the whole complexity. Of Absolutely, it. yeah, it does. And yeah, so it, it's 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 a pity there can't be something done about it. The low sun and whatnot. There's got to be something. Well, like we'd say now, that race was ran at two o'clock. Could they have ran it at twelve fifty instead? I don't know. Would an hour have made a difference? Don't know. Um, would it like like the the race the race before it the the veterans race? They jumped all of them. Yeah, and what was the reason for that? Was there cloud cover? I don't know. Um, yeah. but they jumped they jumped them all in the race thirty five minutes beforehand. Um, so why couldn't they have made the veterans not go around go around the fences instead of the bet the big race today? Yeah, yeah, possibly, but I I don't think that I don't think you can be that precise with it in terms of well yeah you can because you know where the sun is going to be, but uh, in terms of cloud cover and whatnot, I'd say that had a had a part to play. It probably did because in the maiden hurdle or yeah, the maiden hurdle in the waterside one, they jumped them all. And then the handicap afterwards they didn't omit. They omitted two in the home straight. Yeah. Um so maybe it was a case of clouds, but like they're going to have to do something because it seems every time we go to Cheltenham and Aintree this time of year and it's a bigger issue this time of year. Leopards on Christmas, yeah. Jesus like Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to say start the race and earlier, like but you know that something's got to give at some stage if you're if you're not jumping jumping hurdles or not jumping fences, like that's not that's not what we came to see. We go to Dundalk on Friday night to see a flat race, like. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a that's a that's a fair way of putting it. Finally, Killy, and then we've got the sunny southeast in the red. Wexford two days of racing called off. We had some lovely races in there. It was a great beginner's chase, a really competitive uh, yeah. race called off. Um, and then gentleman's game wasn't declared. But again, that, that grade three or listed chase is, is always a great race. And that was called off too. Yeah, it's a real signal for Wexford to lose them two days. I don't know if they're going to be scheduled or not either, are they? I haven't seen a rescheduling. Like, no. um, so they I'd will say, be. I'm sure they will be. I'm sure they will. Yeah, but um, it's a real, a real signal for Wexford to lose it. Um, as you said, that that beginners chase was that beginners chase was going to be the best race we'd seen so far. Of the jumps, I'd say, if everything if everything ran, um, 
like in the pocket there, grade one winner, sender to gain, same thing. So yeah. even you know, it was it was going to be it's going to be a serious race and it's it's very unfortunate that they lost it. But geez, it must have been absolutely bottomless blow there, was it? Must have been, must have been, but the rain we've been having is ridiculous. You see it there coming in today on the flight back from Manchester, just the fields full, like saturated, you know, yeah, puddles yeah. on the ground. Um, we saw it ourselves actually coming back. Coming back from America, I said it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said it got drowned as we were gone. Yeah, exact same thing there. So, you know, that's uh, that's obviously the reason for it. But you'd just be looking ahead now when you'd be hoping that the likes, likes of Down Royal and Navin and whatnot. Um, you know, won't suffer the same well, issues I uh, you know, as, as they've had in Wexford because it's it's good racing and, and you don't want to you don't want to lose it and you don't want to compromise. I I for one hope it absolutely pours in downright for the next week for Jerry Colombe on Saturday. <laughs> it couldn't as as long as the racing isn't called off. I hope they're at a stage where they're saying we need to call this off, but we can't. That's that's the sweet spot there. Um, <laughs> as bottomless as it can get. He and doesn't need a bottomless. He doesn't need a bottomless, but it'll be a, it'll be a big hindrance to other horses, and he'll thrive in it. So yeah, he'll be happy in it. He'll be happy in it. He'll be happy in it on most ground, really. Um, but exactly that, if it came out bottomless, it might insult a few others. Like it is, it will really hinder the others. Like as I said, Jerry, do it on 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 better ground even. But it's just if it came up real soft, it'd be. A disaster for the other runners, so uh, please God it does. Yeah, okay. Um, well, look, that wraps up uh, this Monday's or Tuesday's podcast, whichever way you want to look on it. Um, <laughs> it's definitely Tuesday. <laughs> well, it's the Monday club on a Tuesday, so whatever way you want to call it. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back again on Friday morning with a preview of next weekend's racing. We'll be focusing primarily and down royal we'll be talking about a few of the main races in the uk but it'll be primarily down royal uh because it's the real return of the jumps here now in ireland um so really looking forward to that and we'll hopefully get up there on the saturday killing are you still on for that yeah i'll be there yeah okay okay well look that's all from us this week lads thanks very much and we'll see you later on on friday thank you thanks a lot it's honey,